everybody. Hey guys, let's go. Uh, Sorry, my bad. Go funny, ahead. funny, funny. Sorry, go ahead. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Red, Red Wings, Wings podcast. podcast. Today we are here <laughs> to talk a little hockey. The same thing we're here to talk about every single day. Uh, that's what we do here at the Lockdown Network. Red Wings have a couple uh, regular, less than superb games to play this weekend, starting Friday in Long Island to face the Islanders and then coming home to play the Calgary Flames. Uh, we have some interesting notes on Mo Sider coming up, as well as, uh, yeah, just an overall look ahead. Why don't I bring along my co-host here, who oh, has hey decided guys. to be uh, still here. take co-host far too literally. And, uh, yeah, jump into my business. Ethan, how you doing? I'm going to start the intro next episode. I want to I don't even think I introduced myself. Did I introduce myself? No, you didn't. You didn't. This is... Uh, hey, guys, this is your host. Uh, this is Nolan Bianchi. <laughs> Nolan, how are you doing today? Not bad. How about you? I, actually, I, I'm, I'm not having a great day. I, I'm what, not, what? not having a good day, but... Why? What happened? Uh, What's so, on your mind? So today... Well, you know that I work at a restaurant, right? During the week, I work at a restaurant. On the weekends, I play sports reporter. Cool. Yeah. So the restaurant... It's called Chad's Bistro. It's located in Rochester Hills, Michigan. If you're ever in the area, please stop by. I'm there Tuesday through Thursdays. I make the best sandwiches in the entire state. Top 100 on Yelp in America. Not Top a big 100 deal. on Yelp in America. Not Top a- French fries in the state, according to Yelp as well. So I'm sitting there about 15 minutes into my shift. I'm, uh, you know, clanking up some sandwiches on the grill. It's going clank, 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 clank. And then next thing you know, I hear... Uh, what sounds like a, a tower of like pop bottles drop because we have glass pop bottles at the restaurant. So I thought a bunch of them fell. And when I turned around to see what all the ruckus was about, uh, a Jeep had crashed through the storefront of the restaurant that I work at about eight feet away from me. <laughs> wow. It was an exciting day. Uh, real unfortunate situation. An, an elderly lady swerved off the main road and into the back of that Jeep which drove the Jeep into the storefront. Let me tell you, though, I'm pretty pretty thrilled to be here today because if that Jeep wasn't there, I'm dead. Wow. So Was there anybody else in the, in the storefront with you? Yeah, yeah. There were two customers at the bar and then uh, another employee. that uh, wow. I, I might have been fine depending on like where I was wow. when they crashed, but people would have been dead. Wow. If there was crazy. no car out front. So, yeah. Hug your loved, uh, one. Te- hug te- your te- loved ones. Yeah. Yeah, if your Text grandma, if you're, if you're like grandma is like you're like grandma, you shouldn't drive like for real. Like they probably shouldn't right. be driving. If, if you if you've got an ex that you know maybe ended on bad terms with, just go ahead and shoot him or her a text and say, hey, yeah, this podcast I listened to, the person almost died. So I just want to let you know, yeah, that I care for you. I just realized that I could be hit by a car tomorrow, right? And I would hate for the time, you know, I would hate for me to 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 go into oblivion forever without. Telling you how I feel. Life is short. Send that text Eat message. Pizza. <laughs> hey, let's get dude. No free ads. First off, Sorry. and this is Sorry. a Little Caesars podcast. I mean, we're. Oh no! No, yeah. it's not. Uh, why, oh, you it don't is. Like a, it, no, it is a Little Caesars. Little Caesars Arena. You know, Red Wings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Locked on Red Wings podcast. Yeah. So, Woo! uh, let's talk about Moss Cider. What do you think? Please, let's do it. Uh, Moss Cider. Did he get called up? No, he did not, but we have some news on what you might be able to expect when he does, if he does it all. Uh, piece coming out from, well, all the Wings beat writers, but 
Ted Coffin's my guy, and I'm a rock with the Detroit News guys when I can. So that's who uh, that's who the piece we're gonna stick with. Let's I do, do recommend it. that you go read it in full, as there's probably you know some insight that. I won't necessarily get into. Yeah. And uh, Ted's a great reporter. Yeah, so. this is a Detroit news podcast. Yes. Also, I uh, little news, little personal news. Really? Yeah. Uh, writing for thehockeywriters.com now. So, Look at you. Yeah, go to thehockeywriters.com, search my name, Nolan Bianchi, and uh, you'll find a piece on Evgeny Sveshnikov that was just posted yesterday. Um, what else have I posted about? Gustav Lindstrom post. Uh, about what the that the Red Wings like, what they see out of him, uh, and then as well as let's see, Philip Larson. So those three guys. If you're interested in reading some writing about that, big you can prospect. check out big prospect guy, huh? Yeah, you know it's wow. it is what it is. I'm I'm, I'm finding my lane here. Uh, but this piece from Ted Coffin of the Detroit News. What do I have to do to start writing? Write, sports. Write about sports. Don't I have to have like a degree? No. Really? Yeah. I don't have to go to college for that? No. You know how many people have ever asked me if I have a college degree? Nobody, huh? Nobody. They've asked me where I went to college, but I don't think I, they would have thought of me any differently had I said I didn't. I might quit McDonald's. You should. Well, they got a pretty good scholarship program there. I've I been heard. hearing that 15 hours coming, too. I'm banking on that. So you're holding out? Yeah. What if it doesn't come and then you... Ah, I'm going to give it like six more months. But six... I don't know if that's necessarily a wise... Why? Wise thing. Why? That's you know the sunken cost fallacy. Just because you put in time and, and and invested time and money into you know working at McDonald's doesn't mean that you should stick around because you've put all that time in already and are waiting for something better. Yeah, but I think they're gonna. Give I think me I a did raise. a very think, poor I, job of explaining the sunken think, cost fallacy. I think they're. I think they're gonna give me a raise soon. You're gonna offend people. <laughs> all right, sorry. Let's talk about Mo Cider, please. Jeez. You know, I guarantee, we, also, what's wrong with working in the service industry? Nothing, nothing. I did it for five years. Okay. Uh, so, basically, the, the the curious case of Mo Cider. I'm an engineer, guys. I don't work at McDonald's. Cool. Way to put down people who do make it, work at McDonald's. Well, more power to you if you do. Just. You're nasty. Uh, so, the Red Wings. <laughs> Not sure if they'll bring a Mo Cider. The, the one thing that I think a lot of people were expecting is for sure to see him get his nine games coming up from uh, Grand Rapids to play in Detroit without burning that first year off of the entry-level contract. Kind of seemed like a no-brainer, uh, at least you know early to midway through the season once reports started coming back about how well he was playing. But uh, a little, little twist, a little caveat, if you will, has been thrown into that where Grand Rapids has gone from one of the worst teams in their division to – being in sole possession of third place. They beat the Chicago Wolves on Thursday. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of want to keep him down there because he is a crucial part of a team that's gone on a run and will compete for a playoff spot. But you do want to see him in the NHL. Can I just see him for, like, two games? Yeah, and I and so, I mean, P seems to indicate uh, that they will bring him up for at least a little bit. But I think fans were expecting to see him for a full nine with the kind of thought process of what's, you know, what does it matter? But if Grand Rapids is battling for a playoff spot and, you know, their postseason appearance is dependent on Mo Sider being there, then I think that it would probably have more value for his development and everybody else's development to keep him down there and let him keep playing at a professional level throughout the playoffs. Well, hey, whatever they decide to do, 
I mean, he's going to be up here next year, so it really doesn't. I mean, you'd have to assume. That yeah, no, and and year. I think that that's honestly like. I think that's part of the reason why they're going to be okay or why they're not feeling so rushed is because I think if they were feeling, I I think that the front office definitely wants him to be on the full-time roster next year. And I think if there was any concern of that or a situation where that might be in jeopardy, then I think he would probably get a little bit more of an extended look. I'll relay this uh, quote from Ted's piece. There are factors in play where Grand Rapids is what's best where Grand Rapids is at, what's best for his development, it would be hard-pressed for me to see them totally secure a playoff spot. It usually comes down to the end of the regular season. Steve and I have had conversations but the possibility of calling about the possibility of calling up Cider, but we've made no definitive decisions. You know, I'd like to see him come up for a couple games. I mean, I guess it kind of shakes. It depends how they do in these next couple weeks. I mean, if they're if they're tight in for this for that last playoff spot, I completely understand not bringing him up, bringing him up, but I would just love to see how he does. I mean, it's honestly just be something for almost just for fans. I mean, and just to see and to gauge where he is in terms of you know his readiness for the NHL. Yeah, and I mean one of the things that Ted talks about as well in this is that uh, one of the areas where where Cider's trying to develop his game, it doesn't necessarily. It's not certain that he'll be provided with opportunities to work on that in the NHL. Uh, let's see. Blashill said that the biggest thing to adjust to has been offensive risk management. Quote, it's something that he didn't get the chance to do a whole bunch last year because of the level he was playing in in Germany. Uh, he might not get... He might not be getting that here in the NHL either because sometimes when you play at the highest level, you end up playing over safe. He's got some offense to give, and it's just understanding the risk management and its alert process. I mean, even when Dolan came in for his first year, he put up 30 points. I know it's different with guys like Kale McCarr and stuff like that, but, I mean, Dolan was a first overall pick, and it's still taken him two years to really start blossoming into a, you know, a top-line defenseman. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, the thing with Sider is he's not gonna he's not gonna be a goal scorer like Kale McCarr, but he does have a lot of offensive playmaking ability, mm-hmm. and I think uh, that that I think that that can almost at times get you in more trouble than simply thinking you can carry the puck. Like when you can think you can fit a pass in a window, or you think you can you know do something along those lines. I think that oftentimes those mistakes can be more condemning than you know just thinking you can do it all because you learn pretty quickly right. that you don't. But right. I mean, I'd love to see him, ideally, which is, this is like a fantasy of mine, is to see him develop into like a, a Victor Hedman type player where he can carry the puck. He's good in his offensive zone. He's a stud in his def- in the defensive zone. Like, I would love to see him turn into a two-way machine. I mean, he's well on his way. He's 6'4", 203 pounds. I mean, we talk about it all the time. He's only 18 years old and has been playing like an absolute man up in Grand Rapids. So... I don't I think that that will probably, you know, be something that is there whenever he does come up. I think that him being able to move the puck, carry the puck from the defensive zone, make the breakout pass, make the smart play, I think that won't be an issue. Uh I think it'll be probably more of, you know, like we said, pinching in the offensive zone and stuff like that. That definitely is stuff that uh I mean, you don't when you go from playing in the NHL to playing in the NHL, you get out on the ice you and you NHL don't. NHL to NHL there. I said AHL. Oh, did you? I think so. I'll listen to it back and you know let you know. Uh, 
<laughs> but I think a lot of times, you know, if you don't understand that and it's not built into your game because it's all intuition, right? Right. So when you get to the NHL level, you don't realize how fast the game's moving. You can get burned really easily on those types of plays. All right, Ethan paused it so I could go back and check and see if I said NHL to NHL. I did say NHL to NHL. Sorry about that. Woo! Anyways, do you have any thoughts? I can't remember what, what, what were we talking about. We're talking about Mo Sider, you know, his his game with the offensive risk management. Stay on track here. Well, yeah, I mean, if he, whatever, he's a young guy. It's going to take him some time to really have that confidence, but, I mean, he's already well on his way to gaining that confidence mm-hmm. and the, and you know the offensive risk management in the nhl is something that can't be learned uh until you actually experience it yourself so i i don't think that there's necessarily i mean there might be an advantage to helping or to him getting an extended feel for how the game moves so when he comes up hopefully at the beginning of next year he's not as shell-shocked by it but I would, I would, like that to me is probably the only advantage at this point of keeping him down here if that's the biggest thing they want from him to develop. I mean, just for him to get that playoff experience in Grand Rapids will be stellar too. More yeah. pressure on him and everything. Yeah. I mean, not that he hasn't taken everything in stride. I mean, the guy's been phenomenal. So. No, but I mean, like you just, when you talk about what they're, what the purpose of having these prospects in the minor leagues is to get experience as an elite player. And get experience dominating a game. Know what it feels like to slow down a playoff game. Know what it feels like to lead a locker room into a second, third, you know, championship series. Gotta love it. Give it to me. I want Grand Rapids to go deep in the playoffs. We always think about going to a game if they if they make it out of the, you know, first round probably. Yeah, we talk, I think we talked about this on an episode earlier this week, but we should definitely try to get to one of those games. Uh, if they do make the playoffs, that'll be something that we're keeping a very close eye on because I think there's a lot of guys now more than ever who people want to be in the know about. And there's even like lesser known guys. Like before it was all the top prospects, you know, the Mantas of the world, the Nyquist, the Tatars, but even guys like Dominic Turgeon and uh, yeah. Chase Pearson, those guys are exciting people as well. So I think there's going to be a lot to follow over the next couple of weeks. I'm really excited for it. All right. Last piece of information to tend to before we send you guys away for the weekend to do whatever you do while we're not watching. Uh, Red Wings have two hockey games this weekend. Sometimes, you know, you forget they're actually still playing games and we're not just uh, looking forward to next year. But they got a game, like we mentioned uh, at the start of the podcast, on Friday night against a long or against the New York Islanders uh, in Long Island, uh, and then they come back to play against Calgary at home on Sunday. Now, Ethan, what are you looking forward to in this uh, Islanders-Red Wings game on Friday night? Did you did you guys know that Brian Lashoff was an undrafted free agent out of um, Barry, I think it was? Where? Kingston, OHL. Played four seasons, and then the Red Wings signed him in 2008. And he has been a career... Detroit Red Wing. Did you guys know that? He has the second most games played in Grand Rapids history. Did you guys know that? I I, did not know that. I knew none of this. But the reason why Ethan's bringing that up is because Brian Lashoff was called or recalled uh, to the Detroit Red Wings for this weekend's set of games. Philip Peronik going to be still out with that head injury for that puck he took to the head over the weekend. Uh, I believe Ansar Khan uh, of MLive reported that the Red Wings also plays Peronik on IR retroactive back to Sunday. Is that when he took the puck to the head? Sunday? Yes. Or was it Saturday? Sunday. Uh, 
Yeah, but let's hear more Brian Lashoff stats. What other what other interesting stats you got on Brian Lashoff? He played seventy five games for the Red Wings in the thirteen fourteen season. Yeah, I believe that. And he's played. I, I remember that he's played one hundred and thirty six total games in the NHL. The reason why it shocked me that he was here for so long is because what year was that? That he got what that he was signed by us. That he played in all those 2015-16? Oh. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was looking at the wrong color. Uh, yeah, no, the thing that's most surprising to me is I assumed that Brian Lashoff was at the end of his career in 2014. And I and I, I thought he was just uh, like not remembering how the Wings got him. I just thought of him as like an old, you know, fill-in-the-blank defenseman. He's to go only alongside. 29. He's 29 years old. That's crazy. He has another, like, six years left in this league. And he probably will continue to play in Grand Rapids because as much as we make jokes about it, like, those lifelong AHLers are important. Like, the guys that, uh, like, Matthew Ford, those guys are so big in, uh, in a locker room full of young guys trying to find their way. So good for him. Good, good to Absolutely. know. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that really cool? I had no idea. I wonder how much of Mo Sider's game he can attribute to playing with Brian Lashoff. I just want to know where I could buy a Brian Lashoff jersey. I'm sure they got some available. That'd be cool if they did. Yeah. They got uh, some Brian Lashoff used gloves. Like a oh, used stick. Oh, dude. Do they still have Hockey Town Authentics at LCA? I think so, yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. Okay. I haven't walked around enough to know that, but that was my favorite part of going to Red Wings games because you could never just make a trip to Hockey Town Authentics like... For the hell of it. Right. Or at least my parents would never take me because they knew that I w- they wouldn't let me buy anything. So they weren't just going to go just to browse. Oh, my mom would let me window shop all the time. And then she'd be like, all right, I'm bored. Let's go. Well, you know, it was an area that was it, we would have had to go far out of our way. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would have been very inconvenient. Huh. Yeah. But uh, this is a dangerous, dangerous game. The Red Wings are playing on Friday night. I believe they lost 8-2 to two, uh, in the same building a couple of weeks ago. And uh, well, we're in it. We're 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 set up for for a real shellacking here, if you ask me. Uh, Islanders have lost four in a row. Six spot in the east, seven spot in the east, and uh, they need a win badly to get back on track. And who else is better to get back on track against than the Detroit Red Wings? Eternal optimism, Nolan. The Red Wings are gonna walk into what are they at the are two they in a row? Bar- are they at Barclays or are they at the Coliseum? Ooh, that's a good question. I actually don't know. Because if they're at the Coliseum, it's a different story. I won't say what I'm going to say right now, but if they're at Barclays, I'm just I'm the boys are going to be rolling, coming off a big game. The the stars are scoring. This is true, and uh, one of the stars that we hope continues to to light it up is Andreas Athanasiu. Remember, Monday is that trade deadline, February 24th. And uh, I mean, this is this is the last weekend to make an impression. If he scores a couple goals. On Friday uh, and Sunday, there's a very good chance that that phone lights up just a little bit more because he's shown a lot over the. I mean, maybe he hasn't shown a, a lot, but he's shown that there's nothing necessarily wrong with his game. There are all the the liabilities that come along with it that aren't going to disappear. But in terms of like being able to score, I think he's shown that he's still that player. He's just do, not doing it at the level he did a year ago. And I think that the, you know, the sample size is small enough that another team could get anxious and pull the trigger, especially after all these wild trades that have been going down uh, 
lately, you know, yeah. just, uh, I think that, I don't know. All right. Water gun to your head. Where is, if Athens gets traded, where do you think he's going to go? Edmonton. <clears throat> That'd be cool. I'd love, I, to, I'd love to see him play with McDavid and they've got Ken Holland there. I was going to pick Dallas. Dallas? I like that. Or I've been hearing a lot of St. Louis as well. It's just, it's hard to say because, you know, you always think, oh yeah, this guy will be suitable for this team. And then you check Twitter and, and they've traded for, they've already traded for somebody. But, you know, like we see with the the Penguins, they weren't done after they made that big trade a week ago. They made another trade today acquiring uh, Michigan player, Jake Lucchini. Uh So it's, it's hard to say what's going on, but I do tell you, why I think that Oilers are probably the most ideal trade partner for the Red Wings for this Andreas Athanasiu trade is obviously because Ken Holland loves Andreas Athanasiu. Uh, and then on, on top of that, I think he might be more willing because he knows the potential or whatever he feels about Athanasiu's potential. The Red Wings might be able to get a little more out of him because of that fact. And then there's just the fact that Ken Holland gets swindled at trades the deadline. It's just the way it goes. It's just what happens. That's just what happens. And Stevie Y makes trades. Yeah. He wins trades. Yeah. Sounds like chemistry. Like the uh like the time he won that trade at the deadline selling Kyle Quincy to who was that team? <sighs> the Detroit Red Wings. They gave up like what, like a fourth round to No, no, oh. it was a little bit higher than that. It's third? No. Second? Are you serious? You're not going to believe this. What? They gave up a first-round pick. They gave up a first-round pick for Kyle Quincy? Yeah. No. Uh, Yeah, and that first-round pick ended up being Andre Vasilevsky. So... Really, I mean that's <laughs> that's what you're looking for out of out of these trades of the deadline is to be able to say, hey, remember remember Andreas Athanasiu? He turned into. You know, do you remember? Do you remember when we had to offload Dotsuk's contract so we could sign Franz Nielsen? Yeah, and we passed up on Jacob Chikrin. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that eighteen-year-old, yeah. six-foot-three, two hundred and twenty-pound defenseman that was NHL ready? Yeah, at fifteen, mm-hmm. and we just traded him away. And do you remember what the public opinion was at that time on that good. trade? It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. We're gonna yeah. get. What was that was that Stamkos's year? Was that no? That wasn't the year we we're cleaning no. up for Stamkos. That no, was no, no, no. that was that was like twenty fifteen. That was like twenty sixteen, maybe. Oh yeah, it was. I'm like two years ahead. Something like that. But I remember everybody seeming to think that it was a case where Ken Holland swindled a, a rookie GM. Didn't didn't necessarily work out like that. Nope, no, it didn't. Uh, and it's okay, really, though. and and really, I think what is like probably the the funniest part of it all is that the only reason why the Red Wings were that pressed for cap issues in the first place is because of how Ken Holland buried them to begin with by giving all those big contracts to uh, Erickson, Cronwall. You know, the list goes on and on, way past their prime, and. Uh, Way past into years that they deserved it. Please take AA. Yeah, I think if that's, pick. I think if that's the that's the motto going into the weekend. I think a lot of us are paying a lot more attention uh, to the status of Andreas Athanasiu. And who knows? Maybe Mike Green. Mike Green scored the other night, raising that trade stock a little bit. Uh, as much as everybody would like to think that they know what's going on, or that you know certain teams need certain things, that everything about this time of year is unpredictable because it's. It's reactive off what everybody else is doing. So pray for some good times.
Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to see a trade, and no, but nothing could happen, you know? Yeah. There there might not be a move. Yeah, uh, that's very possible. We, we've talked about that before, about how Steve Eiserman doesn't necessarily, he's he came out and said in an interview with Ken Cal that, you know, while he would like to acquire as many assets as possible, he just doesn't know if he has the tools to do that right now. So I would say don't be surprised either way. We will be back for a show Monday morning. But yeah, pretty, figure we'll uh, try and get you guys pretty amped heading into the Heading into the Monday trade deadline, there'll still be about a few hours left. I'm pretty sure the trade deadline ends at, what, 3? Yep. Typically. So uh, check back Monday morning for that. We said we were going to do a Red Wings rewind today, but just figure with the trade deadline coming up and then some shifting going around with Philip Hironik, Uh He's a guy that a lot of people like, and then that news with Mo Sider. Thought we'd just keep it to uh, to a little bit of a notebook, if you will, today. Absolutely. Uh I As we always, did a good job. What's that? Thought we did a good job. I thought so too. Except for, I mean, you you got a little out of pocket at times. We'll have to work on that. We'll have to have conversations about that off the airwaves. But I signed a contract. He signed nothing. I'm here for at least sixty more episodes. <laughs> I'm gonna buy you out. How much? Well, it's not a lot. I didn't. I didn't actually ever agree to. I'm. This is experience. I'll take a fifty dollar Meyer gift card. We'll think about it. Maybe around Christmas time. Okay. I'm a little pressed for cash right now. Okay. We'll be back with you guys on Monday. Check back for that trade deadline uh, episode, as well as be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Nolan Bianchi. And then for our pal Ethan over here at Ethan Smith, uh, subscribe to the show. Share it with somebody if you're liking what you're hearing so far. Uh, give us some feedback, whatever it may be. Get active on that uh, iTunes, on that Spotify. If you like Google Play, you're not an iPhone kind of guy, I respect that too. Just uh, be sure that you're checking in with us. Make your voice heard, and we look forward to seeing you guys on Monday morning. Have a good weekend.